to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Huge hole! He's at the 30! He's gonna go! 10, 5, touchdown! Jonathan Taylor! Made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Painter. Go one-handed! INT! Are you kidding me? Kitty Moore! What a play by Naheem Hines! What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Going to continue along with our free agent tracker, whether or not we should sign or re- or not resign some free agents of ours. And we're going to continue with the offense. One of the last few names here that we have. And this one involves Trey Burton. Now, anyone who knows that follows the Colts, Trey Burton was brought in last offseason to help bridge a little bit of a gap with the tight end depth situation. I believe the Colts were really only paying Trey Burton about $3 million, a little over $3 million for this last year because he was actually getting paid more by Chicago to play for Indianapolis to get rid of his contract. So he was brought over. He was being paid $8 million last year, but was being paid less than half of that by the Colts. So the Colts basically got him for a pretty cheap deal. And over this last season, you know, he had, he played in 13 games, had 28 catches for 250 yards and three touchdowns also accumulated about, I think four or five different rushing attempts where he ended up getting two rushing touchdowns in the red zone as well for Indianapolis. So accumulated five touchdowns in a season with the Indianapolis Colts amongst all of the different things that we're trying to do. Cody, we're going to talk here real quick about some of the positives here on why we should probably re-sign Trey Burton. What's one thing that comes to mind and why we should? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you kind of look at at Trey Burton's familiarity with Frank Reich in this offense. Like, he was with him in Philadelphia. He was with him in Indianapolis. So, you know, from a familiarity standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. Trey Burton's uh, still fairly young as well. um, So you combine those two things, just the familiarity in the system, with Frank Reich, I think is a big reason why you'd bring him back. I don't think he'd be very expensive. So that's my first point is definitely just the familiarity with the system, familiarity with the coach. And uh, that's my first thought there on why you'd bring him back. Yeah. I mean, you kind of mentioned it on the back end there that, you mm-hmm. know, if we wanted to re-sign him, it probably wouldn't be for a whole lot of money because, right. you know, his he, w- he was productive, but it wasn't like his production was completely out of uh, out of this world. Right. And, um, but you know, for somebody that, you know, you can give like five to $8 million for, for somebody that's going to get you probably 30 catches for around 300 yards and a couple, uh, touchdowns. That's really not bad numbers for an offensive guy like Trey Burton. And I think the other thing here, Cody, and you can mention this one too. I'll let you Mm -hmm. chime in on this. And this is the other reason why I think we should bring in Trey Burton we had an issue last season with tight end depth, right? That was the big issue with everything going on. And it came to a point, I don't remember what game it was last year, but wasn't, it was either Trey Burton or, or uh, Jack Doyle. That was the only active tight end on the roster because mm-hmm. of 
the other two being out with injuries. It might have actually been Trey Burton. I think it was Jack Doyle. I'm pretty sure. Because it might have been. It might have been Burton Jack. got hurt. I remember like in training camp, he got hurt. And then he was out for a little bit of time. And then that's why they signed Noah Togiai. And then they had him and Jack Doyle. And then Mo came back. But yeah, there was a little bit of question marks there. Yeah, sorry to yeah, interrupt so you. So like yeah. everything is, yeah, all good. It's like one of those things where it went from the wide receiver depth being a problem to now it's the tight end depth. And, you know, there's a lot of question marks and this uh, tight end group still so far Mm -hmm. on, you know, how much production we can get and some guys on who needs to be resigned, who needs to be let go. But I think also with some of the questions that Trey Burton was being, uh, that was talked about Trey Burton, but when he was brought in, right. It's was his, uh, Basically, how durable was he? Because over the last two seasons prior, he was having some issues with injuries. He wasn't around for as long. So people were saying, well, if he stays healthy and he shows he can be productive, then we would do that. And, you know, for the most part, he was very productive and was very reliable. You know, at the very beginning, he had some issues, you know, during training camp and stuff and had to miss the first two or three weeks of the season. But outside of that, really didn't have any injuries. He stayed primarily mm-hmm. healthy, you know, and and especially since at the beginning of the season, I felt like the Colts were trying to force him into the system and weren't doing a great job with it and yep. was kind of slowing down the offense. But I felt like as it went along, it got better. I mean, do you agree with that on why he should be brought back? Yeah, and I think, like, that can kind of lead to the third point there is the fact that he is the best receiving tight end right now you have on your roster. I mean, Mo Ali Cox is a pretty he, – he showed a little bit more. Jack Doyle, as we know, he's always been reliable. But I think he, from just a pure receiving standpoint, is the best receiving tight end that the Colts had last year. I mean, I think he is. He's a he's just quicker. He's smaller. He can, you know, he can do all these different things. He used him in different ways, uh, whether that be, like you mentioned, running or, or catching touchdowns. So, uh, you know, he's very good, a very good receiver. Used him a lot in the red zone, and I like that from Trey Burton. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that kind of leads to that third point of he's the best receiving option you have right now or you had last year at tight end. So that could potentially be some a reason to bring him back, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, what's up, guys? I want to take a pause from the video to talk about our sponsor for this video, Manscaped. Now, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million worldwide. And we have an exclusive offer for you, our listeners. 20% off plus free shipping with the code BTJ at manscaped.com. I'll say it again with code BTJ at manscaped.com. And Derek, Manscaped hooked both you and I up with some pretty cool tools, right? I know you have one there. I have a couple here to, to keep it fresh down there. But Derek, I can't tell you, man, how many times, you know, you've been down there, you've been shaving, you're trying to figure that stuff out. And it's the worst. Uh, it's the worst, man. It is. And Manscaped worst. definitely is a great resource there to, to help you have confidence moving forward, man, and doing that. I know it's never fun, uh, but Manscaped yeah, exactly. makes it a little bit more bearable. Well, thankfully, Cody, I've not had any issues when it comes to that yet. Thanks to Manscaped. <laughs> and the best thing that I've had with that was the Lawnmower 3.0. It's the new device that helps you. It's the third generation trimmer featuring a cutting ceramic blade that helps to keep you from having accidents down there. 
the best thing for your grooming experience. It also comes with an LED light, helps you mm. to make sure you see where you're going. Obviously, you need that. And it's also waterproof. I don't have any water on me right now, but I would definitely show you. Helps with your shower and grooming experience. Makes it so much easier. Obviously, don't use it on your face. That's just nasty. I'm just letting y'all know that now. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do Don't it. do that. Also, guys, with your package that you would also get comes with a lot of other things that you would need to help with your grooming experience. You have preserver and reviver to help with the family jewels to make sure everything is fresh. And also Manscaped throws in a bunch of other things, including boxer briefs and a travel to go bag for to be able to bring your stuff on the road with you. Believe me, your balls will thank you. Cody, tell them how you, uh, again how they can get started with their Manscaped experience. Absolutely. So 20% off and free shipping using the code BTJ, stands for Bring the Juice, BTJ at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BTJ. Unlock your confidence and always have the right tools with Manscaped. Thank you to all of you, including Manscaped, for sponsoring this video. Be sure to check them out, guys, and enjoy the video. All right, let's go ahead and talk about some of the negatives. What are some of the reasons here why mm -hmm. Trey Burton should be looked the other direction? I think the first thing that you can probably mention here is just due to the fact that, you know, there's always room for improvement at this position. We really don't know if any one, two, three of these guys are even going to be staple pieces going forward. You know, I feel like the Colts need to continue to try to get younger at that position. Mo Ali Cox has kind of been getting um, better as time goes along. I just think you could potentially get another younger guy that can fill that receiving tight end role and block just as well instead of having to pay a 30-year-old Trey Burton uh, this next year. Yeah, I mean, I think he was solid, but he was unspectacular at the same point. Like, you know, that Cincinnati game, you saw like, oh man, maybe Trey Burton's going to start coming on. But, you know, he besides that game, he never really was like, oh my word, like Trey Burton type of thing. So you're right. I think from that standpoint, like you, you know, he's solid, but like there's other options. He's kind of a, was kind of a Band-Aid option in my opinion. You know, he signed him to a one-year deal, kind of saw, you know, kind of thought, okay, what are we going to see from Trey Burton? And, uh, you you know, you kind of put it off for another year of really addressing that tight end position for the future. So I agree. I think that just the fact that he was brought in on a one-year deal kind of speaks volumes to like where he is right now. You know, maybe he warrants a contract, but I don't know. I just kind of look at it like, like you said there. Like, I think right now you could go upgrade, and that probably could lead us to the next point, right? Like, there's other options in free agency as well. Right. There's other options that you could get even in the draft. Like there's other options to address that tight end position now, you know, and are there other guys with more upside? Are there guys with more upside that you could bring in that would help solve that issue a little bit more? And maybe it's even a guy like Zach Ertz. I know that's been a name that's been kind of floating around with his connection with Reich as well from Philadelphia. Um, but he, I always felt like he, you know, at one point he was one of the best tight ends in football. Whereas Trey Burton, we'd never really say that. He was the third tight end on that team, right? Zacherts mm -hmm. was the number one tight end on that team. So, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of like you could probably address it and get a little bit better at that position in free agency, specifically probably in free agency, but maybe in the draft too, depending on what you do there. Yeah, and, you know, normally we'd talk about cap for a play reason why you wouldn't want to keep a player, but Trey Burton's 
cap issue. It's not really an issue. It's really not an issue. If you decided to re-sign Trey Burton, it'd probably be for pretty cheap. You know, you, you wouldn't have to pay him a whole lot. I think just the other ultimate reason why I wouldn't want to sign him back if we wouldn't sign him back is Moali Cox. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw last season Moali Cox take that step. We said we wanted to see Moali Cox show more from what that 2018 season showed us, right? We wanted to see some of those spectacular plays. We wanted to see the production come out. Well, Moali Cox started showing it. He really started showing it. He started understanding his role. And in certain games, especially early in the season, he really picked it up. I mean, Moali Cox at the beginning, what was it, against Minnesota, he mm-hmm. was uh, he had the best uh, game, uh, all offensive game of anyone that whole week. Nobody, I mean, five catches for 107 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he looked like tight end number one for a lot of us. And then, you know, and two weeks later, go up against Chicago, gets a touchdown early in the game, puts the Colts up early. You know, it's things like that. I think Moali Cox being so young, having the physical attributes to be that number one tight end and the way we like to use him. I I mean, I want to see Moali Cox continue to be used more and especially in the red zone, like what we saw uh, Trey Burton being used for. I just think using Trey Burton in that aspect a lot of times might limit the plays we use for Molly Cox. And I want to see Cox have some of those plays. Right. It's like kind of similar going back to that Marlon Mack argument, right? If you bring him back, you're taking snaps away from Taylor and Hines. Well, in this case, if you bring Burton back, you're taking snaps more away from Mo Ali Cox. So I don't, I totally get that. Um, you know, he showed a lot of flashes, still some room for improvement, obviously, but uh, he started mm-hmm. showing some more things in the receiving game that kind of make you go, huh, kind of make you turn your head a little bit. Like, this guy potentially could have some upside as a receiving tight end. So I agree with you there. I think Mo Ali Cox definitely needs to get more snap counts as the season goes on this next year. I want to see that more. So uh, I totally agree with you there. But uh, you know what? It's kind of like I'm okay with either what whatever the Colts decide to do here. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of other positions that you can address as well. Um, that you need to address, I think, before tight end. Because if you bring back Trey Burton, your tight end group is still pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, we're just kind of saying, like, we feel like you could upgrade that if you really wanted to. And I know the Colts have been rumored to have some interest in some of those guys that are going to potentially hit free agency here, hit the open market here in uh, you know less than a month, I guess. Wow. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. I'm kind of torn on him. Uh, what are your thoughts on bringing him back? Are you – are you kind of where I'm at or are you kind of like making a yes or no decision here? I'm dead in the middle. I'm dead in the middle. I, I, I see the argument on both sides here. You know, I, I won't lose sleep at night if we don't re-sign him. If we do re-sign him, then, you know, I'm going to uh, cheer him on and hope he does the absolute best that he can. And I think he would. Um, I'm just yeah. in that situation where I know the decision that Ballard makes it was for the best interest of the team and the direction going forward. So yeah, that's pretty much it for that one. Yeah, for sure. Well, what do you guys think? Do you guys would, would you guys like to see Trey Burton back uh, sporting the horseshoe in 2021? Would you like to see the Colts go in a different direction? Let us know in the comments below, but for Derek and I, that'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always go Colts.